Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast, episode number 369. I hope everything's working okay here, and oh my God, because we're kind of like technologically challenged tonight because I was late and just got ready like now. Oh. Hey, Hey, is this working? working? Hello? Hello? Oh, I guess you guys can't talk right now because your mics are muted. I'm going to open your mics right now. There, you guys are all muted. Yes, mics it's are unmuted. You're, it, it's, it's working, working. okay? Good. Hey, like I came in with 30 seconds to spare. Are you guys not impressed? I mean, kind Jesus, of. that was awesome. It, it, it was a really bad day today. One of our dogs died, and I was getting hay, and my wife had melted down, and I was like 50 miles away and uh, everything went bad. My daughter's leaving tonight for Oregon for a horse show and everything's not ready. Uh, oh my God, never mind. Okay. Well, Hey guys, welcome. And uh, welcome to the show. And I was going to rant about something, but right now I don't know what it was. So, um, but it's not really that I don't know what it was. It's just that I don't know what the agenda says. So I'm going to work on the agenda and you guys uh, introduce yourselves. Charles, you start off. Hey, hi. Hello, everybody. Talk about for a minute. Well, we're supposed to talk about amongst ourselves for a minute while CJ pulls up the agenda for tonight's show. And before we go any farther, just to let you know uh, that both Will and Mark have pointed out a couple of mistakes that I made on this. You'll probably see it pretty quickly. But uh, good evening, everybody. We're here in the lower mainland in Abbotsford, where we're in the middle of a thunderstorm right now. So, um... That's always cool. fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. But it's Wednesday. Football starts tomorrow. Last day of school tomorrow. And we're heading into a long weekend. So all in all, we got a lot to look forward to, it seems like. What's well, a long weekend? What? It's a long weekend. Yes. It's Canada, Canada Day. Canada Day on Monday. Yep. Awesome. I actually get a day off. Yeah, there's even a football game on Monday. I hate those. What? I hate Monday football games because then it's a short week do. for another team. It's, a, it's like it's a holiday. Let everybody enjoy it. You don't need to have a football game. Football games should be on Friday and Saturday. Period. No more. You know, none of this Thursday night shit. None of this Sunday afternoon or Monday morning. Stuff. Forget it. It's not going to happen. It's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Am I interrupting you, Charles? No, not at all. Okay, I got the agenda printing. This is good. We can, oh, I got to get one of those little sheets out for for marking down who's who's going to lose this weekend. Oh, we know who's going to lose it. Me. <laughs> I always lose. It seems yep. like something that happens. Okay, uh, Will, welcome to the show, buddy. How you doing? Yes. I'm doing just fine. And yourself? I don't know. Honestly, okay, I Okay, well, 
you know, and when you did chime in and, and say that you were, we should be impressed you're three seconds away and you got here and the whole thing. I was going to mention to you that I'm extremely impressed with you, always have been, and, and, and one day I hope to be as great as you. Okay? And I strive every day to get there. I don't think that's going to happen. I, I, I got oh, my doubts. Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't because I still have, uh, I can still get more mature on my side, okay? So, my mom said go. that if but you don't if you whatever. if you don't grow up by the time you're 50 you don't have to. You know, I was uh, talking to somebody. Remember, we were discussing merit a little while ago, and you said the Burger King is in that address that I mentioned to you. Yeah. And apparently, that Burger King is a gold mine. Why? Uh, because lots of people are stopping. Really? And he told me what he he told me what he did on the first day and I was amazed. It's a novelty. It'll wear off. Burger King's not that good of food. Well Well, it's not real food, but when people travel, there are lots of people who stop. As a matter of fact, we got a I've got a contract to do one, two, three, four more. So somebody must be interested. So did that one get finished? So you're not coming out to see me? Um, I don't really have time. It's okay. So I'll remember that. I came to visit you. Have, now you can. Somebody, somebody, somebody else will eventually go out there when they happen to be driving by. But I've just I'm I'm swamped. And you never know. We haven't we haven't heard because we didn't build it. We just supplied it. And uh, every time that happens, there's usually issues, so you never know. Well, the building was already there. Yes, yes. All it is is a replat, okay, which yeah. a five-year-old can do. But these are in different It's amazing situations. how they can so, screw it up. I mean, I, I'm not even going to go into detail, so. Yeah. Because um, I don't want to get hate mail, or you don't want to get hate mail, or. And you never know, they might be a fan and they might be listening to this and I might get all four contracts cancelled, so I'll just be quiet. It's probably a good plan. This is okay. Bobby Peter and I work for uh 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 I work for Clark Builders. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> well done, buddy, well done. <laughs> good play. Uh-huh. Well played. Okay. Mark, how you doing, buddy? How's Winnipeg? Doing good. It's finally cooling off a little bit here. It's been getting really hot. And so for tomorrow's game, it should be fun. 29 Celsius. Oh, and $5 beers. So that should be good once the sun goes down in the second half. What is it, 1970s night or something? <laughs> it's $5 beers until kickoff. They oh, will wow. probably run out far before kickoff. Fill up the table. I can see what the beer snake the now. Open? <laughs> Stadium opens, I think, at five. Open? I think at five. Five. Like that the, game, the tailgate. The game's at, the, the game's at what time? 7.30. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. You can, if I was a lot 20 of more drunk, in other words. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be fun. Okay. So... I've uh, I just 
review the agenda very quickly here. I know I'm late and coming on, and uh, obviously we we don't have this. My rant that I was going to do on here is not here, so I'm going to go off with it anyhow. Um, where is uh, Let's Talk CFL? Because I'm sure that there's – because I don't uh, – who is Brent Watt on uh, Let's Talk CFL? Ban him. Mark? Who? I don't know. He posted this Canadian flag that's green with Saskatchewan oh, on it. God. And you yeah. bastardized my Canadian flag. I don't care what it is. You put a gold tassel around it, and you've bastardized my flag. You have no right to be played into my into my 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 group, our group. Just no, not going to happen. Get out, get him, ban him. Okay. So we this week in the CFL, uh, or previous week, we had a bunch of different. Uh, supplemental disciplinary actions. Edmonton Eskimos defensive lineman Nick Usher was fined for using the crown of his helmet to make contact with the head of BC Lions quarterback Mike Riley. If Zach Caleros took the punishment that Mike Riley took in that BC Edmonton game, he would be out like a light for the rest of the season, for the rest of his career. He may not have lived through it. Just Mike Riley's the toughest son of a bitch in football. My point being is that the hit that Simone Lawrence gave to Zach Caleros wasn't that severe. He's just being a China doll. And um, anyhow, so what's his name? Simone Lawrence got a two-game suspension. Uh, Nick Usher here, he just gets a, uh, a fine because, oh, my God, that's, it's Mike Riley, you know. He's tough as nails. You wouldn't want to suspend somebody for a spear. And then McKenna, McKenna, Henry. Now, this is the Saskatchewan Rough Rider Bozo that's standing on the sidelines. And Dom Davis, the Ottawa Red Blacks quarterback, is pushed out of bounds. He's off balance. And instead of trying to catch him, this guy leans into him with his shoulder and smacks him in the shoulder head range, knocking him flying down and dazing him slightly down on the ground and couldn't get up for a couple seconds. Okay? Now, if that's not an absolute intent to injure with extreme malice, I don't know what is. This should have received the most severe penalty that CFL has the ability to offer. And it didn't. He got a fine. Okay? Why did he get a fine? Because this commissioner is a wimp when it comes to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. He's try- he does bends over backwards trying to please him. He gives Simone Lawrence a two-game suspension, which was not justified. And then he lets Henry off with a fine when he should be toasted, tossed for two games for sure. Okay? And so... I, the only thing I got to say about this, this commissioner has to go. We want Orridge back. At least he was fair to all teams. So there's the hashtag, bring back Orridge. Oh, God. There's my rant. I'm done. Let's uh, talk some football. Are we good? Anybody got anything yep. to say about these fines? Oh, we got a, a, a Hamilton Tiger Cats defensive I, lineman, I Eddie wanna, Wilson. I, I do Hang on say, just for a sec. Let me do, do Eddie do Wilson. Say. Okay. okay, just hang on. Was fined for a tourist hit yep. on Toronto Argonauts kicker, Ronnie Pfeiffer. 
so the guy's standing around doing nothing, and, and he gets taken out. This, and, the disciplinary the action of the league has to be – on a kicker, that's not even a real football player. Okay. There, go ahead, Will. You, you're welcome to say what you want on this. Um, I, I, I do agree with you on the Henry thing, and, and the thing I'm most shocked about is that he wasn't kicked out of the game on the spot. He should have been ejected okay. right on the spot. We could have absolutely because you don't you don't do that, and we haven't seen that. I can't remember the last time we ever saw something like that. Okay, so like and 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 you know at first I thought he ran into the guy, then I saw the replay and it's like get the bleep out of here. He could have injured him and he could have been out for a while, and I think that's the reason they only find him. If he had been injured and been out for a while, they probably would have given him a suspension. But I think he should have been kicked out of the game. But that that doesn't make the hit mm-hmm. any less dangerous. No, it doesn't. It just, doesn't. Just and because the quarterback's balance. tougher than Zach Caleros. Yeah, and at least at least Zach Caleros saw it coming. Okay. Yeah. Let's face it, he did. So, and this guy, like, he was off balance. He was running out of sight. You're supposed to be safe. Once you cross that sideline mark, and I, I, I was—I've never seen anything like that before. No, it was—it was bad. You can't just—you cannot do that. It's just embarrassing. No. no. Well, it's high school. Unsportsmanlike. It's—it's a whole bunch of different words on a whole bunch of different scales. You can mm-hmm. sum it up with it's—it's just—it's a high school move. That's not even yeah. junior. That's just straight but out of high school. But you hardly, you hardly don't even see that in high school. No, it, it's ridiculous. Okay, it was. It was insane. And of course, the typical Ryder fans were defending it. Yeah, of course they were. <laughs> yeah, it's just there's no place in any football game for stuff like that. Okay. I mean, seriously, how do how does how do they justify this? When you got them saying, "Oh, well, yeah, you know, uh, he he couldn't do it. There was nothing he could do. Uh, He was coming too fast. Bull crap! All you got to do is take a he leaned into it. He leaned into it. Of course he did. This is a bunch of crap. They're finding every kind of excuse for it, and it's wrong." Okay, okay. I don't know. Uh, let's talk football. Team, guys, we don't want to upset them. Yeah, we do. We do. We do. I don't care. <laughs> let's talk football, CJ. Where's, where's Phil? Uh, Charles, take it. Hey, Charles, take it. Let's do the game. Okay, so we're on to Winnipeg-Edmonton then. So... All right, so the Bombers haven't played since the season opener against um, the Lions, and they look very good. And I kind of don't like, uh, for the Bombers' sake, I don't like where this uh, bye happens because you get a big win week one, and then you're down and you don't play for another two weeks. I don't like that because 
it, uh, after that big win, you want to keep rolling with the momentum, and you really didn't get a chance to do it because the uh, because the um, uh, bye week. Uh, so I don't really like it. Uh, I always think it's better to have the um, uh, the bye towards the middle of the season or later in the season, um, so you can actually. Um, so you can actually, uh, if you have injuries or so on, then you can, you know, have them heal. Um, Edmonton now 2-0 and and have looked pretty good two weeks in a row. Uh, they had a slow start last week, but uh, two weeks in a row, two big wins. Both of them at home, so this is their first road game, Winnipeg's first home game. I think this is going to be a very, very good football game. So, um... um Last week, the Eskimos were able to shut down the Lions' running game. Ha! What running game? They weren't really challenged, but I tend to think they're going to get a bigger challenge this week uh, from Andrew Harris, of course, uh, who is more than likely the best running back in the CFL. So this is going to – it was pretty easy for the Eskimos last week because they really only had to defend against the pass. That's not going to be the case this week. If anything, you're probably more likely to see the running uh, um, takeover as opposed to Matt Nichols throwing the ball. Um, It's been very interesting to this point. The Eskimos have had a lot of changes in the offseason. But so far, they've come through 2-0 with flying colors. Is that going to keep going, or are they going to hit a little bit of a wall? I kind of have the feeling they're going to hit a bit of a wall, and I have a feeling that they're in for their first losses. I think the the Bombers are a good football team, very good football team, and I think they're going to be very good this week, and I think they're going to win their second in a row. So I'm going out, and I'm going to pick Winnipeg to win this one. I think Andrew Harris is a big game doing it. I'm going to pick this one, Winnipeg. I'm going to say Winnipeg, 28, and the Eskimos, 20. Okay. So, I mean, Edmonton Eskimos, in the first week, they played Montreal. Okay. Montreal's not a challenge at the best of times, and certainly in week one. Okay. Yes, Edmonton had a lot of changes, and yes, they were still in preseason for the most part, but still, Montreal wasn't a bit of a challenge. And not that I'm saying that my BC Lions are awesome or anything else, because they weren't. Uh, they weren't much of a challenge either for, for the Edmonton Eskimos. So you know that that's, it's not going to happen. I, they, I'm not going to say it was a cakewalk for Edmonton, because BC played really well in the first half or the first third, and then Edmonton took over. So, yeah, they're 2-0 and in a league right now where they haven't really had any challenges. This week, as Charles says, the challenge is Winnipeg. And that is a the largest challenge that they will have right now in this year in this league is the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. So, Mark, your team, the Bombers, what's going to happen? It's actually Will's turn, but we'll do Mark first. I'm real interested for this game. I want to see how the offensive line does against that pass rush. You're only interested in five dollar beers. Uh, no, I'll be drinking my much cheaper beers at the tailgate. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, it's going to be interesting to see how relatively new offensive line. Yeah, we got two long term there, but we got two new guys. So it's going to be real interesting to just 
see how they handle that rush. Uh, that's where Harris will really come in handy. He's really going to have to get off to a good start so that they can't pin their ears back like they did last week. It's going to be fun on the Bomber defense, too. Um, I'm not sold on our defensive backs. Some of the new, we got two brand new get rookies in again, so I'm really not sold on them. But I think we've got enough of a pass rush that the Bombers should take this one out fairly closely. But I'm going to say 32 28 Bombers. 32 we'll 28. Uh, wow. Okay. William. I know I got I might as well just put the yeah. W down here for you because I know you're not gonna pick pick Edmonton. Well The only t- only way that you may pick is, Edmonton is, is when they're playing Saskatchewan. This is um I, I it should be the game of the week, but it's too early in the season to actually say that because you never know. You never know. Um these teams are both pretty equal. I mean, if you think about it, they have Andrew Harris, and Edmonton has, come on, what's his name? can't remember. Um, C.J. Gable. Yeah, they're C.J. Gable. Okay, so those are both two good running backs. Yes, I think Andrew Harris is better. Um, Edmonton's got all those receivers, including Ellingson, but I'm thinking, or I'm hoping, and you can reply to this, Mark, I'm hoping that the Bombers had somebody in mind to replace Randall because he got just destroyed last week. He was one step behind the entire game, and I'm hoping the Bombers' replacement for him is better because otherwise they wouldn't have cut him. So I, you know, too close to call. I mean, Edmonton's got a fantastic defensive line. Winnipeg has a good defensive line. Edmonton has... Good backers. Winnipeg has Adam Big Hill. Man, this is this is gonna be. I think this is gonna be a barn burner, or at least I hope it is. Um, but I'm just gonna go with my gut here, and I'm gonna go 38 to 36 for the Bombers. Okay. Well. I don't see this game the same as you guys do. I really don't. I think Edmonton is playing above their pay grade right now. Uh, Winnipeg is not. Uh, If anything, they may be underachieving. So uh, I think this is going to be Winnipeg's coming out game, and this is going to be a destroy the West. And... It's a four-point game for Edmonton, and they're going to be four points down off for this one, in my opinion. This one is going to be a Winnipeg victory, 42-21. to 21. It's going to be an outcher. Okay? And I don't know why you guys don't have more faith in Winnipeg here. They, this is the, Andrew Harris is just going to run the ball down their throat, and they can't stop it. And it's just going to happen that way. And Edmonton is going to be 2-1 and one after this season or after this game. And uh, Winnipeg's going to be 2-0. and oh. It's just that simple. Okay, second game up. Montreal Alouettes are – no, hang on. 
Why is that there? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, that was one of the things they called we me on. We corrected that, CJ. We corrected Yes, that. it's supposed to be uh, Montreal and Hamilton. I'm going, shit, Winnipeg's going to be tired. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Montreal and Alouettes are going to Hamilton uh, Field to play the Ticats. This is a Friday night football game, 4.30 start, Pacific Daylight Time. I guess it's 7.30 back east. Ah, Montreal. Shake my head, Montreal. They did very well in week one against Edmonton. You know, they held their own. But, 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 no, not going to happen here. Okay, Charles, you're first up. Who are you picking here? You're taking the, the uh, 64 point favorites here. Hamilton destroying Toronto. Do you think they can do it again to Montreal? I'd like to see anyone that has. I, I want to see if anyone's going to have the guts to pick Montreal. Come on. They've got the, their second stringer in. They were crap with their first stringer. I'm sorry. Um, you've got. Well, um, Vernon Adams and Antonio Vernon. Pipkin. There's really not a lot of separation there. No, and there's not really a lot of hope either as far as I'm concerned. No. Uh, with all due respect, Vernon Adams is just simply not uh, a great quarterback. Um, I'm going to be honest and call it what it is. I just uh, don't have any faith in the guy. He's had chances before. He's done nothing with them. <laughs> and they're going into Hamilton to play a team that – are they the greatest team? No. But as far as I'm concerned, they're a whole damn sight better than the Montreal Alouettes are. Because the Alouettes are, I'm sorry, they're terrible. And uh, I just uh, have uh, very little uh, faith in the Alouettes to get anything done right now. I think this franchise is still a mess. To me, they're the they're the uh, franchise that's still the biggest uh in the biggest trouble right now, both on and off the field. And I just don't have any faith in them, especially on the road in Hamilton against a very tough Hamilton team, which many people think are going to come out first in the East this year. So I really think that uh, Hamilton is going to win this one. I don't think it's going to be particularly close because I think Hamilton, quite frankly, uh, at home will pretty much... I don't know if I call it an easy time, but they're going to have a comfortable time on Friday night. And um, I don't really have any faith in the Owls. And I'm thinking Hamilton's going to win this one 35-14. to 14. I think it's going to be a bit of a laugher. Okay, this is a home-and-home home series. They're playing next week right. well in Montreal. Okay, just thought I'd yeah. share that with you. William, Hamilton, Montreal. <laughs> You know, yeah, but, but just are you when taking I Montreal think, again? You did last week. Just, just when I think it couldn't be any funnier in in Montreal, okay? Like just before the season, of course, they get rid of Sherman and they hire uh, uh, Safari Jones, um, and then <laughs> they hired Markway McDaniel. <laughs> He's yeah. got no coaching experience whatsoever. Like. Is it is it is it uh, homeless guy week? Did they think he needed a job or something? That's why they hired him. How does how does what does David Montreal still have a job? I don't know. But 
despite all of that, I don't think Hamilton's that good. They didn't play well in their first game. They played well in the second game, but they were only playing Toronto, and Toronto is not very good. Toronto. Obviously. So, yeah. So Will is uh, gonna go uh, out on limb, and he's gonna say uh, <laughs> Montreal twenty-seven, Hamilton twenty-one. You took Montreal. Yes, I did. Hang on, I gotta pick my jaw up off the floor. What was that? Twenty-seven, twenty-one. Yes, sir. for Montreal. Wow. Charles, Charles, it, it, Charles. What was your score? Thirty-five, fourteen. Thirty-five, fourteen. Okay. There oh. you go. Silent. Yeah. In the background. Yeah. No kidding. Dead silent. Yeah. Okay, Mark. Um, yeah, I don't think I'll be following along with Will on this one. Oh, come think, on, Mark. No, sorry. My upset's still coming up for the week. Um, there's really not a lot I can add to this conversation other than Montreal's going to get destroyed. I don't think it'll be the 64 points like it was against Toronto. Their defense is a little better than that. But I'll say uh, 42 to 12. And that's for For Montreal? Yeah, for Hamilton. Sorry, Will. Okay. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to pick the Hamilton Tiger Cats here on this one as well. And – Oh, Mark, I think you 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 kind of nailed my kind of my score there. So, um, oh, Charles is right in there close. I, I'm going to stick stick close into this. I'm going to give it 38 and uh, Montreal seven. I think Toronto's better than Montreal, and they only got 14 points. So, Montreal's going to get seven. I, can, I couldn't say it's a shadow because I, that's just wrong. Okay. Next game up. Oh, my God. This could be the game of the week. Actually, there's three games of the week. Edmonton-Winnipeg could be close, could be not. I don't know. I think BC-Calgary are pretty much matched up right now. It's kind of scary. And the Toronto-Saskatchewan are pretty much mixed up, uh, matched up down at the bottom of the league. So, uh, BC-Calgary, BC into Calgary – to play the Stampeders. BC's not playing really well, and, uh, well, neither the Stampeders. This one's tough. And now, um, the only thing i got to say is, Will has been notoriously picking BC Lions to win football games for the last two years. And every time Will picks the Lions to win, they lose. So, I'm really happy when they pick play Calgary, because then... He'll pick Calgary, and he won't jinx the the BC Lions. But Calgary's always been a very stiff competitor. This year they're not. Tough one to play. Will, I don't know about that. Charles, who are you picking on this one? I'm going to put the BC Lions down there for the year win. What's the score going to be? Okay, so last week didn't go well. 
or at least the second half didn't go well. First half wasn't bad, but the second half was a was a was a tire fire. Um, so <coughs> I don't think the defense is as bad as they've looked in the first couple of weeks. I just think they've been on the field too much, especially in the second half last week, and I think they wore they wore out. They've got to figure out a way to get more yards on the ground, more running um, game, because they cannot just go the whole year with simply passing. It's not going to work like that. It's going to become too way too easy to uh, defend against. So they got to figure out a way to manufacture uh, yards on the ground. I think they took a bit of a step forward last week in the first half. Uh, I remember one, at least one nice run that what's his name John White had, but then by the time they fell behind in the second half, it was all passing and they just abandoned the run. And of course, we know about the running game in Week One against Winnipeg, which was non-existent with four rushes. Uh, they don't want to start this season 0-3. They um, need to win. Calgary did not look good in Week One. They blew a lead against Ottawa. And they had the bye week. So they're going to be making adjustments. So I think they're going to come out better this week. But I'm not sold on their defense either. Because as we talked a lot during the offseason, they lost a lot of people on defense. And on offense too. And their receivers are not the same caliber they've had. And I don't think this Calgary team is the same caliber we've seen the past few weeks. They still got Bo Levi Mitchell. He can hurt you. The other thing is the Lions got to get uh, a pass rush because that's something they have not had weeks one and two, especially week one when they are chasing Matt Nichols, who you can time with a calendar. Uh, but I am going to pick the Lions to win this game. Uh, I think it's actually going to be a relatively close game. Uh, I think uh, Mr. Castile, Sergio Castillo, might uh, be the deciding factor late in the game. So I will pick BC to win this game. Uh, and I'm going to pick them to win 27-24 in a nail-biter. Okay, William, are you picking the BC Lions to win? You know what? If I wanted to be guaranteed a win by Calgary, I would pick the BC Lions. Okay? Yeah, um, I know. But That's my, what I was my, saying. My, my, heart, my, my heart says I can't do that. Um you know what? And maybe I'll talk myself into it with what I'm about to say. Um, I think Calgary's defensive line is in big trouble. When you bring Jabbar Westerman in, like I said earlier, <laughs> you're, around, okay, you're scraping the bottom of the fucking monkey barrel. I'm telling you. And it's it's but like, he, wow, really? They didn't bring him in as Come a starter, on. did they? Pardon me? They didn't bring him in as a starter. Well, he was I, a haven't depth listened to Dave Dick- I haven't listened to Dave Dickinson today, and he was still on the fence if Westerman was even going to be on the roster. Okay? Yeah. And they, did do an inter- and they did do an interview with him, and he was puffing like a 40-year-old, okay? So I'm thinking, yeah. Um, I, I expect bigger things from their offensive line this week. Uh, Dave Dickinson better run the damn ball. Okay. And Charles, I know how you can increase your running game. 
hand the ball off to the running back. That would be a start, okay? That would be helpful. Because it would be very helpful, okay? Um, I think I think the team that wins this game is the team whose defense is on the field less. So, yeah. and I don't know what that's going to look like. Uh-huh. And Mike Riley doesn't have to worry about getting beat up because they do not, the steps do not have the push to beat them up. You know, one of the things I was thinking about this week is the two teams that signed the quarterbacks to the big money are the two teams that are having problems. And let's take this one step further. Say you gave Bo Levi Mitchell, and I know they couldn't, say they gave him like 550 there would have been an extra $100,000 a piece for Jagaran Davis and Mika Johnson, and I bet you they would have signed for an extra hundred grand a piece, okay? And their problems would be no longer. But that didn't happen. So you can't overpay quarterbacks in this league. You can't do it because your team lacks elsewhere unless you find somebody who – is playing way above their pay grade. So, as you can tell, I'm not an optimistic guy about this game for Calgary or about this game for BC. Somebody's going to walk away either 0-3 or 0-2, and that's not a good thing for Calgary. So Or BC. Or BC, right. Um, but, I mean, Calgary's used to winning. And... I was going to throw this in because I've seen it online a number of times. The last time Calgary went 0-1, they won their next 15 games straight. But I don't think that's going to be the case here. I I think they're going to struggle all year. And even Dave Dickens, actually, Neil Krull messaged me this morning and told me, you've got to turn 960 on and listen to Dave Dickinson because he he was hot under the collar about the way they're practicing. So, um, I'm still going to pick Calgary, of course. And I'm thinking it's going to be 28 for Calgary. Uh, 28 for Calgary. And let's go 20. Let's go 25. Or BC. Okay. So Charles and Will both have skin in this game. Mark, you do not. What's your thoughts on this one? I'm looking forward to this one. Um, you realize we're in week three. Yes. And we're already at two <laughs> majorly important Western Division games. Yes, we know this. It's just great. This is. To me, whoever keeps the defense off the field and whoever establishes a running game, if either team can, whoever does it gets the running game going, I think will win the game. BC has made some changes on the offensive line. Boyko is out. He's injured, apparently. Um, And they've moved some guys around. I think they're putting in somebody different at center. Did I read, Charles? Do you know? Oh, excellent. Yeah, uh, I didn't hear that. God. Who's going to be our center? His name, his name escapes me, but uh, I know what you're talking about. Um, 
Mark, but and, the name yeah, escapes me at Stewart, the moment. They've, they've moved two of the offensive linemen. I know Stewart was one of them, and they're just trying something else, basically, at this point. So maybe they're going to try to establish a, a running game now. Wow. Um, Wouldn't that be cool? And I'm also interested to watch Calgary to see if they have taken a step back or if the last game was just an anomaly. I'm really curious to watch if see if Mitchell gets any time at all because he didn't really have a lot of time in the first game. So this is a much higher level pass rush coming at him now. Yeah. I'm thinking it's going to be more of a defensive game, even given the two quarterbacks. I can really think both teams are going to try to establish a run game, so it's going to slow down the scoring. And I'm just going to have to decide right now. I just can't cheer for BC. Uh, Calgary, 26. BC, 18. Don't know how that's possible, but yeah, okay. It probably isn't, but it just came up. Can you guys hear that? I can. Yep, we can, yes. It's my grandson. He's on the radio show right now. I was going to say, is that that your grandson? Yeah, that's that's the little gun. There you go. Uh What do you say? You're welcome. Okay. He's two years old, and he's got his little iPad, and he... Pushed some buttons and got onto some porn network. So oh, I had good. to get him out of there. <laughs> He's your grandson, I can tell. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> He's got to stop playing with my iPad. He's got all those shortcuts. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to pick. Bowling by Mitchell cannot play football if he has a defensive line in his face. That's, that's been proven. Nobody admits to it, but it's been proven. That if you get a pass rush past the O line of the Calgary Stampede and get and put pressure on Mitchell, he cannot play football. He cannot play football under pressure. So the question is, does BC have a defensive line that can put pressure on Mitchell? And I'm not so sure. I'm 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 not so sure. Uh, I don't know. This is this is going to be an interesting game. I think this is going to be a great game. I think they're well matched for once. I think BC's a little bit better than they were last year, although they haven't been playing it lately. And I don't think Calgary's quite as good as they've been for the last decade. And uh, this is going to be a close game. And I'm going to pick this one 32-28 for BC. What can I say? I'm a homer, and I am, I'm proud of it, okay? It's just a fact. I'm a homer. Okay, the last game on the schedule is the Toronto Argonauts, who just got lambasted by the Hamilton Tiger Cats, 64-14, to 14, a 50-point spread. It was relatively close into the third quarter, was it not? Guys? Um... It wasn't a disaster. Well, it was 20 to 6 at halftime. I thought that, but but at halftime, it was 20 to 6, right? It was 20 to 6 at halftime, and then they came out with 34 points. 
I don't know. So, uh, Toronto sucks. Let's just face facts. Um, and that was a stinker in their home opener and had decent turnout. And, oh, man, they just stunk the place up. Okay, so Toronto's going into Saskatchewan. There is not a more inhospitable arena to play football, stadium to play football in. I don't know what is. Okay. It's going to be a noisy, boisterous crowd. And Cody Fajardo, this is going to be his coming out game. He is going to come out and play football and destroy the Argos or not. Charles, what's your take? Hmm, Well, this is not where the Argos need to be playing this week. Uh, After getting thumped at home by Hamilton last week, and now they get to go into uh, Winnipeg, or excuse me, Saskatchewan, and quite likely get thumped there. Um, I hold out very little hope for the Toronto Argonauts right now. I don't know, have they named a starter for this week? Are they going to go back to James Franklin after that disaster from last week? They, uh, they haven't named one, but they, they need do. to. They need to go yeah, back no to Franklin. Well, you think so? I would go I to Bethel Thompson. No, you you have to, I mean, let's face it. He's He's a brand new quarterback, okay, as a starter, and you have to let him fight through his demons. If you pull him now... You might as well throw him away. I'm not mm, saying throwing him away wouldn't be a thing. bad idea. I'm just saying if if you expect him, you're paying him starter wages, you, you, you have the faith that he is going to be your starter, then you can't put him on the bench right now. You cannot. Mm. You have to let him fight through demons. Well, then good luck to them because I just – this doesn't seem like any – I mean <laughs> – he didn't look like he could cut it last week, and he hasn't looked like that since he went to Toronto. So if they start him, he's probably on a short leash because they can't be embarrassed again like they were last week um, um, or this season's going to get away from them real quickly, I think. Um, I think Saskatchewan wins this one, and I think they win it pretty much going away because – this uh, Toronto team showed me absolutely nothing last week, except that they can lose pretty easily. Um, they lost yeah, their style. Just, yeah, they lost their style. and I, they, they, The only thing that's saving them, uh, they've got Fajardo to play with, and I'm not a sold on him at all. I know he played well, well last week, but show me that you can do that more than once, and I'll be impressed. But right now, um, I still think that the um, Riders win this one. It may not be quite the blowout because, again, I'm not sold on Fajardo, but I'll give this one to the um, to the to Riders. Uh, relatively easy, but like I said, not as big a blow as it could be. But I'm going to call this one Saskatchewan... Oh, what are we going to say? Saskatchewan 30 and Toronto 14. So Toronto gets 14 points two weeks in a row. 
Yep. Okay. William. Yes, sir. Toronto disaster. Is this going to be another Toronto disaster? Well, I believe when you let in you did. <laughs> 64 points. <laughs> did I say that? 64 points? That's not a 50 that burger. That's you're bigger. About, you're, a, you're about, that's like 14 points over a 50 burger. That's <laughs> yeah. like, you're about as low as you can go, baby. Let's face it. Okay. Like, wow. You guys suck. And, well, hey, I believe uh, if they're a real team, that they have some pride. Let's hope they have some pride. Um, I just I couldn't believe that score, but oh well. Um, but just because I am who I am, and I have great faith. You sound like Popeye. People, and I don't have faith in everybody, but I'm going to go. Are you ready for this, guys? Yeah. You're taking Toronto. 21-18 for Toronto. That's just because he hates Saskatchewan. Yeah, so do I, but I'm not stupid. I don't, yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't, think, Cody, I don't think Cody Fajardo is a, is a, is a, is a big-time quarterback. And on top of that, you know, if there was money involved here, I might be picking differently, but there's nothing involved here except bragging rights and, you know, whatever. Okay? And I'm like uh, most CFL teams. I can go 0-7 in the first seven weeks and come back and win it all. So, there you go. I mean, let's okay. face it. This is, the time, this is the time of the season where strange things do happen. Okay, no problems. Mark, go ahead. The only chance Toronto has in this game is to try to get an early lead and hope that the defense can shut Saskatchewan down two or three times in a row because if Saskatchewan gets any sort of lead in the first quarter, Franklin has no chance to hear a thing because that crowd will go nuts. Mm-hmm. They'll have their new hero in Cody Fiardo. He's going to take him to the Grey Cup. Blah blah blah, and that crowd's going to go insane. And there's just no way Toronto's offense will be able to operate in that. They couldn't operate in, at home when it was quiet. So that being said, I have to go with Will. I just can't can't give Saskatchewan the win. I'm going to say 26-20 for Toronto. For Toronto? For Toronto. Toronto, you're picking 26-20? Was that right? Yep. Yep. It is. Wow. Sorry, I'm just not a Canada's team kind of guy. I'm not a Canada's team kind of guy. There's only one guy. I don't believe that there's a Canada's team. What's that, Will? I said there's only one guy who hates Saskatchewan more than I do. <laughs> yeah, that way. <laughs> and it's my turn? True. Yep. Yep. Yes, sir. Okay. So, I actually, you know what? That's that's not a true statement. I don't hate Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I really, I don't. I, 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 their fans make me want to vomit. 
most of the time because of their arrogance and they have the team can't back up the fan base's arrogance. Okay? It's just just a fact. What's going on here? Um, nothing. Nothing? Yeah. Why nothing. did you do this? There you go. Now, don't. You need to charge this. You have to go plug it in. Okay. Good. Sorry, guys. Had to had an iPad issue again. Um, where are we? We're di- talking hey, about CJ, the let me, ask, let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Yeah. Let me ask you something. When your two-year-old grandson comes down the stairs to do something like that, doesn't put doesn't that put life in perspective as a whole? Yeah, that, this podcast is just not that important. <laughs> I'm sorry. Nope. It just, You're right. <laughs> it, it put it all in perspective. It does, and uh, he's like, such a cute little bugger too. So, um, I was talking over on the Let's Talk Argo site. I, I posted uh, something, and I'm kind of waiting for some type of combat comment back and nobody really argued with me. And, uh, it was, it was, I think I was quoting one of Mark's stats actually. What the fuck were you thinking when you hired a head coach that has lost 17 of their last 19 starts? What idiot hired Chamblin? Oh, that idiot. Jim, Jim Pop. Pop. Okay. Like serious. 17 of your last 19 starts you've lost? What the hell does that tell you? No, no, no. This is just absolutely ridiculous that Toronto hired Corey Chamlin as a head coach. I thought he was going to be banned from the league, like blackballed, so that he was never coming back. But no, no, no. Jim Pop hired him as an with defensive coordinator and now promoted him to head coach. Absolutely ridiculous that somebody would do something so asinine. The guy was a terrible coach in Saskatchewan. Yeah, they won a Grey Cup under his leadership. I'll use that one in quotations. But that team was so stacked. Gator the Gopher could have coached them and played quarterback and still won the Grey Cup that year. So no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sold on Corey Tamlin. I'm not sold on the Toronto Argonauts. They're they're going to be the shit of the league this year. I, I don't want to say that because I really hope good things happen for Toronto. But it's not gonna. They're they're absolute the shit of the league, and this game isn't going to be close. It's not even going to be anywhere near close. And I'm picking the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and I'm picking it 38 to 12. It's just, it's, it's not going to be a, a fun game to watch. It's, it's absolutely not going to be worth watching. I, I wouldn't even go to the stadium to watch this game. It's just, anyhow. Okay. That's the end of our games. That's a wrap on those ones. I've wrote it down. I've got it on my thing, and I think somebody else is writing them down. Will, you wrote them down as well, didn't you? That's kind of our, our backup yes, coffee. Okay. So yes, moving on to talk some football, because we actually had four games this week, not that three-game shit. Uh, so, Divine. <laughs> <laughs> are, 
are we just yeah, they, elevating they, 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 him to to a cardinal ship or something? CJ Divine. CJ off air off air CJ. I channeled by CJ and I picked yeah, on Charles did. about those things, okay? So okay. you know, I beat you to it. But I think Divine must be his sister who's I don't know. That's like a great stripper name, okay? Divine Claybrook. So we can think Works about for it, me. Right? So there well, you go. It, it, uh-huh. Isn't that some, some, something to do with the, the Catholic Church, the divine worship cardinal or, or pope or something? I don't know. Not a religious dude, so I won't go there. Okay, Devon Claybrooks. Let's call it he is. Decides not to pull Mike Riley despite the punishment he was taking last week versus Edmonton. Is that a wise choice? Well, I'm not totally sure that that game was ever out of hand, out of reach. Maybe in the last two minutes it was like, oh, really? You honestly think you can do that? But up till that point in time, BC had the opportunity and the means to come back and play it, make it a game. They didn't do it. We know that. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Do you pull your star overpriced quarter? I mean, uh, highest priced quarterback uh, because the team's not playing well to try to protect him. I understand the concept. I just don't agree with it. You, you, you can't. Now, I, why he takes the short yardage plunges into the end zone? I'm kind of against that. Why do the third down and short? I mean, that's why we have big, bulky quarterbacks in the back that are trying to learn how to handle the ball. Mike shouldn't be taking that kind of punishment, but build a no line, and this won't be a discussion. That's my concept here. Mark. Open your mic. I'm getting it opened. I'm getting it opened. Sorry, I was just checking something on Facebook. Did you see um, the thing I posted <laughs> just now? Your buddy Brent thinks oh, not we're actually kicking. Oh, again. You know, he thinks we're actually going to kick him out of the, out of the page. I'm going to kick him out right now. <laughs> the leak uh, post really- and remove author. Realistically, last week they should have pulled Riley. I get why they didn't. Yeah, he's he's the man. He's the guy. There's a chance to win. Well, there was no chance to win in the fourth quarter. What? I don't. I don't believe that. I do. Just the way the there game was. There was lots going. of time. But the way the game was going. Momentum was not in easy favor. Say even in the last <laughs> five minutes. He shouldn't have been playing. The beating he was taking, yes, he's the toughest quarterback probably in the history of the CFL, if not the toughest player in the history of the CFL. But he's also a year older. It's not like he had an easy season last year in Edmonton. The body eventually breaks down. And I got a feeling with a guy like him, once the first injury puts him out for a game or even half a game, they're going to pile up in a hurry. So if you have a chance to save your guy for the next week, and O'Shea is guilty of this all the time too. He never takes nickels out in blowouts, anything like that. He leaves them in all the time. So 
it, it's just a stubborn streak that can come back and bite you hard if in garbage time he ends up getting injured and it's out for two or three games kind of thing. Last week on the scoreboard, it looked like BC was in the game, but watching the game, they weren't. Especially in the last part of the fourth quarter, get them out of there before somebody dumb takes a shot. We all know the players don't respect each other. They prove it every week. So what's the stop? In in this game, the the Edmonton O-line or D-line proved they didn't respect Mike Riley. They were abusing him, and the ref was letting him do it. You know, I, I get why the coaches don't pull the guys. It's the confidence thing. He's their man. He deserves it, blah, blah, blah. But if you don't have him going forward, who's your backup quarterback? I don't know if we have one. Uh, Danny O'Brien. Okay, so he was Harris's backup, I think, in Ottawa. So he didn't see the field there either. Um, you want to keep your starter upright. Especially in BC. Go ahead, William. You know, I tend to think sometimes uh, this is the quarterback's choice because uh, if you think about it, Mike Riley last year, how many snaps did Kevin Glenn get? None. Okay, and Mike Riley wanted to be in there, and I and I think. You know, usually your most valuable player is the guy you expect to step up. And I believe that, I mean, let's face it, Mike Riley can pull games out of the hat, okay? Um, It was pretty obvious he wasn't going to do it the other night, but still, you keep him in there. Um, Bo Levi Mitchell doesn't like to leave games. Mark, you said Matt Nichols, he never gets pulled out. So I, I just think it it is what it is. And uh, the thing that amazes me the most about Mike Riley is that beating he took. And obviously he still had enough left that he could raise his arms to shave his beard this week, okay? Because I would have th- thought he probably couldn't have combed his hair for three or four days because of the beating he took. So... I don't know. I think it's the quarterback's choice. I think really think it is. So, but would I pull him? Probably. So, but that's just me. Go ahead, Charles. Up to you. They lost thirty-nine twenty-three. Uh, so that's sixteen points. So that's still only a two-possession game. So. I'm guessing that's why you leave him in, even though I think by about the midway point of the fourth quarter, it was pretty clear that the Lions were not going to win that game. Uh, That was a team that looked very dejected by that point. But, I mean, like Will said, uh, Mike Riley's the type of guy that uh, can pull games out of a hat. I get that. But at the same time, you got to think, it's week two, are you really going to bust your ass with a quarterback that's getting pummeled? He's a franchise quarterback. He's your highest-paid player, highest-paid player in the CFL. Do we really want to risk him in week two? 
Um, he was getting beaten pretty badly. I mean, I was amazed a couple of times that he actually even got up because he was getting hit so hard by some of these guys. And let's face it, that Eskimos defense, they were taking liberties with him. Uh, I don't care what anyone says. And um, I don't think anybody do will really argue. Wanna, yeah. Uh, I don't think you really want to lose your season in week two because you decided we were going to let them stick it out and try and win the game. I mean, you got to think about it in practice, practical terms. He should have probably come out. He was getting pummeled. I know there was a chance to win the game. I know it was only a two-possession game. But I just think that the benefits outweigh the um, the the benefits outweigh the detriments in this uh, point. We want a healthy quarterback, and I think it would have been better. Personally, I would have liked to have seen him come out just the way he was just getting pummeled. Uh, as it is, um, he didn't uh, it didn't happen. He stayed in. He survived. But uh, boy, I was getting I had some nervous moments with some of those hits especially late in the game. But it is what it is. He was able to he was able to come out, so I'm not going to complain, but uh, it was somewhat nerve-wracking at times. Well, you never want to see your quarterback take the abuse that he, he did. You know, and you, you look around the league and how many quarterbacks could have taken that kind of punishment and stayed in the game. Mm-hmm. Seriously, um, Mazzoli couldn't. Okay, I don't know about James Franklin. There's a possibility there. Uh, Dom Davis, yeah, maybe. We don't know much about him. Uh, you know, Zach Caleros, absolutely not. Uh, Matt Nichols, I don't think so. I believe I Mitchell, hell no. I uh, so. Why would you subject your quarterback to that type of punishment? I, I don't understand. I, yes, every game is important, but at some point in time, you know that it's not going to happen. The momentum is simply not going your way. Your team is not performing to the level that you want them to, and there is no magic bullet. You can't flip a switch and change the game like that. The reason why the BC Lions lost that game last week, they were outcoached. And I'm not picking on Clay Brooks right now, maybe Stubler and Jackson, but BC was taking it to Edmonton. And Edmonton said, hey, what we're doing's not working. Let's change it up a little. And they did. And it worked. And BC is supposed to counter that by changing it up a little. Did they? Yes. They went away from the run. I'm sorry. You guys are idiots. What the hell? So, yeah, no. That, we, we've talked about this game, and there's just no point in going over it again. Should De- no. uh, should should it's Divine just- Claybrooks have, have pulled um, – Mike Riley? Yeah, if it was any quarterback but Mike Riley, I would have said yes. As it was, I don't know. I can't answer that. You know, the other thing we're not talking about, okay, and I heard this on the broadcast and I thought, Sex, oh, yeah, drugs that's and a rock good and roll? point. 
No, there's a number of Edmonton Eskimos who haven't been able to hit Mike Riley in the last five years because yeah. I'm sure he's off limits. Okay, so guys like Alondo or Armando Sewell and Boateng, they, they're not allowed to hit Mike Riley until last weekend. And yes. I think maybe that's why they gave him such a rough time. I don't think another team in the league is going to be able to do that. No, no. They won't have the emotion. That 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 team was motivated from the opening kickoff to go after Mike Riley. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mark, did you go on this? Yeah, I went on. You started it, didn't you? Yeah. Okay. Rob Vanstone writes. Now, is that his real name, or is that one of Charles' screw-ups? No, that's not a that's not a that's not a typo. He his name is Rob Vanstone. Yeah, I was just confirming that. Yes, I am. (laughs) Writes that Cody Fajardo played play last week gives the Riders hope at quarterback. Do we have to see more from Fajardo to make the determination? Ah, yeah, think. Okay, so here's the thing. Saskatchewan was playing Ottawa. Both had rookie quarterbacks. Both had numerous changes on their team, or Ottawa even more so. And I don't think that this was a offensive barn burner. This was a defensive collapse. And I got, I got actually got a. a, a a PM from somebody here, and uh, I'm going to go back and find it. Because I, I looked at it, I read it last night, and I laughed. Um, where is it? Because it just just came back and, come on, where did it go? It's missing. Anyhow, he basically said, you know, that the, the – Defensive back that got torched for 125 or 135 yards or whatever else. He said mm-hmm. that he was playing absolutely awesome defense and that Dom Davis was just throwing immaculate balls to a, a receiver that is head and shoulders the best in the league. And no defensive back in the league could have defended that. Hmm. And I don't I know how to re- I don't know how to optimistic. respond to something like I don't know how to respond to something like that. Dominic Rhymes is the best He's receiver laugh. in the CFL. Yeah. Up until last week, I didn't know who Don- Dominic Rhymes was. Let's make two uh, of us. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I think he's unanimous right on the board here I, in this I group. Thought, I thought he I thought he was Buster's brother. William. <laughs> what? That's what Why not? On. I don't know. It just I can't find this guy's comments. It was it, it's where did they go? I don't know. They they must have been somewhere. But yeah, he said he was listening to re-listening to the podcast or listening to the podcast on recording and didn't like our comment about trashing the 
Saskatchewan defensive backs and uh, or hang on. Was it Saskatchewan? Yeah, Saskatchewan defensive backs. He said that they were playing awesome and that uh, it was just Ottawa was just a superior offensive power. And oh, you know what? Down. I know who you're talking about because I got the same message. I got the same message. Here's what it said. Did you guys not see the perfect throws against people like Nick Marshall? Need to look at the plays better before you just talk about stats. Kind of silly on how you guys know nothing about the riders. Yeah. That, that, yeah. that That's very I, similar to what I got. Yeah, and I know who I know who said it. I'm not going to name them, but if you've heard this podcast, you've heard this person before. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not going to I'm not going to name names, but I, that's it, it, it doesn't matter who it is. It's just it's no. a, just another delusional rider fan. Cuz there's there's just absolutely no way. Absolutely no way that Anything that you just said was, was was any form of reality. Okay, I watched the game, I laughed at the game, and it was absolute defensive collapse. So no, I'm not buying that shit. If, if you wanna, if you want sunshine and rainbows blown out of your ass, then you got to listen to uh, Matt Dunnigan and <laughs> those guys on the panel in TSN, who, who absolutely will only say what the fans want to hear. Whether or not they're correct, they just want to make fans happy, and and we all know that the fans that they're trying to make happy are the them green ones. So like, I have no res- no response, none at all. Let's move on. Okay, uh, Cody Fajardo, who started that one? Was that Mark? Um. No, did we even talk about him? <laughs> Or was that just no, me my, on my rant, opening rant? Okay, Mark, go ahead. Talk about Cody Fajardo. Do you believe that he is the second coming of Darian Durant? Because <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. Um, he looked very good. I'll give him that. I'll give him props. He looked very good last week. But how did he look the week before? He had 18 yards passing in the first half. The week yeah. So... Um, we don't know yet. Let's see them face a team with a tougher defense. And just see what happens. When he did play against a tougher defense, yeah, he was thrown in the last second with the injury, but he didn't do much against Hamilton. So, as a matter of fact, I think it was that whatever the third string now backup whatever his name is, I think he came in and finished the game. So he looked good. He didn't have a lot of pressure on him throughout the game from the defensive line or anything like that. So I'm a wait and see. We all thought James Franklin, based on the little bit we saw of him, was going to be the next one. Well, everybody but Will. Um, No, he wasn't. And he's proving that. Coming from the Bombers, the backup quarterback is always the best quarterback. And it's the same thing in Saskatchewan. So Same thing with every Yep. We'll we'll see. I think he could be serviceable. Do I think he can do last what he did last week all season? No. 
teams will figure them out. They've got game film on them now. You know, they really only had little bits of game film. They could look at them. Now teams have game film to study. And aside from Stubler, they should be pretty good at studying film. That's it. Okay, William. Yeah. No, we he, we got to see a lot more from him. And let's face it, in the Saskatchewan-Ottawa game, he wasn't the best quarterback. That would have been Dom Davis. Okay? So, I mean, and I and I realize that Saskatchewan needs what they need to grasp onto things, okay? I mean, you know, because... They're they're zero and two, so we'll see what happens. Owen's back in the room, and uh, well, I mean they got to latch onto something. And Fajardo did play well. I I actually have been impressed with him so far this year, but it's a long season. Let's see what he does. Game ten, game twelve, if he lasts that long. Okay, Charles. I'm going to throw out a name and see if you guys even remember it. Tony Kimbrough. Oh. Do you guys remember that name? Vaguely. It's familiar. Vaguely familiar. Exactly. Uh, So he was a quarterback. He was like a backup third string guy that bounced around a little bit. Well, let's just put it this way. I was at a game where he went through for 455 yards. I think the next week he threw for 130. And my point in bringing this up is don't just get so wrapped up and overhyped due to one game because you're going to lead yourself into disappointment. Sure, Fajardo had a decent game last week. He could very easily come out and and throw uh, 30% passes for 110 yards. People have a knack, and I'm not going to point just – straight up point out, say, um, Ryder fans, because other teams are guilty of doing it too, not as much maybe as Ryder fans, but let's face it, people have a tendency to see one good game by a, a, a player, and then he's the next one. Remember Tino Sanceri? Oh, yeah. He was the, ne- he was the next, he, he was the second coming. And this and that, just because he had a good game. I mean, it's a little annoying because so many people just jump the jump the gun because a player has a gr- one good game, and all of a sudden he's the guy. He's the next. You can't react like that. It can't be one good game. You have to see uh, more from these guys than just one good game. It's got to be a, a full game. Even if he had three or four games like this, I'd still be saying you got to wait and see. you got to be a consistent guy, a, someone who can consistently do this over not just one season, many seasons. So let, let's, just, let's just calm down a little bit. I know that's hard for Ryder fans to do because they live and breathe Riders 24-7-365. But come on. The guy had one good game. Let's not freak out. All right? Cody Fajardo couldn't make this team uh, this year. He got beat out by a bunch of rookies. 
The Lions didn't want him anymore. So that's got to tell you something. And, yeah, he had one good game against a very suspect Ottawa defense. Let's see him do it well. I mean, he's got Toronto this week, so maybe he gets his uh, – but let's see him play defenses like Winnipeg. Let's see him play defenses like um, – who else? Even Hamilton. Hell, let's see him play a defense like BC, and let's see if he's putting up 400-plus yards because I have my doubts whether we're going to see that. So let's stop jumping the gun at this point and uh, use a little bit of common sense. No, I can't argue with that. You're 100% correct. And I do remember Tony Kimbrough. Yeah. It was back in the early 90s. He was in a BC yeah. Lions uniform, if I he remember correctly. He played for the Lions, and Danny Barrett was injured. He came in a game against Hamilton and passed for 455 yards. And then the next week he passed for nothing. Yeah, or it virtually just did. nothing. Yeah. He shot his uh, wad and it was over can, with. A quarterback can get hot uh, for one game. It happens, folks. Just like a pitcher can have a big game in baseball or any other sport, a player can have a big game. doesn't mean he's the, the, next, the second coming. It means he had a good game. Now let's see if he can have another good game. Yeah, back to the matter. Okay. That's a wrap on Rob Banstone's report on Cody Fajardo. We all unanimously disagree with him. It's just not going to happen. Oh, hang on. What was this? 91st Grey Cup was the Edmonton Eskimos versus the Montreal Alouettes. Both 13 and 5 teams. Why is this posted? What's that? Was this the, oh, that no. birthday thing? Yeah, that was a birthday thing. I just read the thing. It was dumb. I'll move on. CFL attendance is reportedly down 6.5%. What do we attribute this to, and how big a concern is it? What do we contribute it to? The morons starting the still in school. Did I say that out loud? Yep. You okay. did. Like, seriously, who, what moron thought that moving the season ahead would be a good idea? And how do you take Brandy. a 6.5% after one week of football? Well, oh, I think it's opening, adding up to the same time as last year, I think they mean. Opening week. Opening week numbers are down. Well, let's just look at it this way. <laughs> Winnipeg and Saskatchewan haven't had their home opener yet. Don't you think that you should average this throughout a, a part of a year, at least a third of the year or something? What moron writes a story like this? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I feel like I'm completely surrounded by idiots. And it just happens over and over again when these people write articles that make no sense and it, it's clickbait because there's no other reason to write this was this a three down article by the way uh, I believe it was yes oh I'm shocked and amazed 
Charles, go ahead. Talk about this. Do you think the league's in All trouble right. because of week one attendance numbers? Can we... You know, you can put this back to the overreaction of the, the quarterback uh, having a good game. This is the same type of thing of people jumping o- jumping off and overreacting about stuff. Just because the... Uh, Attendance has peaks and valleys. There are various. There are various. Um, um, there are various factors in that. Hell, Toronto is up in attendance, but nobody's talking about that. Um, they're always looking for the negative. Uh, so let's see here. There was let's see one game. I can't remember which game it was. Oh, I believe it was the Edmonton BC game. There was a severe thunderstorm warming up. Are people really going to be in a hurry to go out and watch a football game in an outdoor stadium with a severe, with a severe thunderstorm? There are just various reasons here. I think people are just overreact because of a couple of things. There are multiple factors. You know what? I don't think the Toronto Raptors winning the NBA Finals uh, did the CFL any favors because it got a lot of attention right in through the middle of June when the season was starting. I mean, that's not something that the Lions or that the CFL uh, can control. But you know what? As I've always said, and I, I know it's true here in B.C., it always has been, and in uh, I think it happens in a lot of areas, too, that the bulk of the bigger crowds happen after Labor Day. It's always been like that, especially here in B.C., when people aren't at the co- cottage, when people aren't outdoors. Let's not freak out because of two weeks. It's down a little bit. And by the way, uh, ticket sales and attendance are not the big factor that they used to be. And people say, oh, you're making excuses. No. A large portion now of the league's revenue comes from TV deals. So, sure, maybe they're not uh, the exact same numbers at the games. But if they're tuning in and watching TV and TSN is getting ratings for it, all the well there because that just means the TV deal is strong and the possibility that they might even get more from the TV deal. And I, I've seen other people say, oh, yeah, well, the TV deal is keeping this league alive. Why exactly Hell is that yeah. a bad thing? Why is that a bad thing? People try and say that as a negative. It's not a negative. It's a positive. But people just, they get this fixation in their head. They're like, oh, well, the attendance is down. The league is in trouble. This isn't 1992. It's it's a completely different dynamic from what it was back then. But people get, the, people get this old way of thinking in their mind, and they don't move forward with it. It gets really annoying when people overreact. And that's all I got to say. Well, you had a lot to say. Yeah, and for Three Down Nation, is a, which is which is a website that's supposed to be backing up the CFL, they sure post a lot of freaking negative content on there. Yeah, yeah. The clickbait writing—it's just—it's ridiculous. Now, I have oh, an idea yeah, and here. It gets worse. I'm sure it does. I—it's going Go to on. get worse. I, I have an idea. Yeah. I want to throw something out there. What if? Somebody created a Netflix for CFL or for major sports in general. And you pay a subscription, a monthly subscription, 
uh, $7.99 or whatever, $13.99, whatever Netflix is. And it has every major league game, every sporting event, period, on on there. And you can watch them anytime you want. So you go you go up to the thing, you, you click on a, on your preview, like it says, you know, there's Christopher's preview, and then uh, you, you got the choice of CFL, NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, lacrosse, soccer, uh, beach volleyball. That would be my favorite. Anyhow, um, lingerie football, you know, and, and then you go, who? And then you go, what season you want? You pick this season or you pick last season, and you pick out your team, and then you get to pick which games out of the thing you want to do. Could you, could you see that? Would you subscribe to something like that? Will, would you? <laughs> well, of course I would. Yeah. And I actually That's think simple. something like that has been discussed before. I've never I'm heard of it sure before. It has. I, I just think that it would just be phenomenal. Now, I don't know whether or not you could actually play the games real time. I'm sure they could. Uh but yeah, I mean, Netflix is the largest television or the largest production company in the world. They make more shows than any Universal Studios, than Warner Brothers, than Disney, than any other studio in the world. Netflix makes more movies, more TV shows, more series, more. They have the most amount of money because they have a subscription base and they're not dealing they're not paying Rogers or Shaw or Tullis or any other Camcom uh, I'm trying to link think of some down in the states. Comcast, that was it. Any of these like providers. They they get rid of the middleman and they stream direct to your smart TV. Now, I don't think that you could make one survive for CFL only, but I think if you included CFL into all of these other things, you, you, you'd, you'd make a killing. You'd absolutely make a killing. This, this would be a billion – this is a billion-dollar idea. Yeah. Will, yeah. why do you think that the attendance yeah. is down? Six point five percent. Is this something to panic well, about? Should only, we do something I, about I, it? I can only speak. Um, I can speak about Calgary and Alberta. You know what? The economy in Alberta sucks. It's that simple. It's horrific. Okay. I hear about companies that are down sixty-five percent. When companies are down that much, people get laid off, and they don't have money. It's that simple. And in Calgary, I can speak to Calgary because both, okay, the the last game they had and this game they're having on Saturday, the games are both at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. A lot of people still work on Saturdays. And they work till 5 o'clock. And they're not going to come to football games. They can't make it on time. And that's the other thing. Calgary has... Five o'clock games on Saturdays in Calgary have always been notoriously empty. Okay? And, you know, people just can't get to them. So I think the scheduling sucks somewhat as well. 
but I think overall in Calgary it's the, or Alberta, it's the economy. I was amazed at how many empty seats there were in Edmonton the other day. So, you know, is it a big deal? No, I don't think it's a big deal because, as we always say on this show, football doesn't start till after Labor Day, and after Labor Day the crowds are much larger. And people have vacations in the summertime. They have things to do in the summertime. And it just it doesn't – to start the season early was stupid. Thank you, Randy Ambrosi. Um, this is it, grad just, season. There's a whole bunch of – as Charles said, there's a whole bunch of factors involved here. So – Because we had we needed that extra three that third bye week for the for the players right because it, it was so important. You know if you're a, if you're a rainy day football fan, okay, the Calgary Stampeders play their first, their season opener, and then they don't play again for two weeks. People lose interest in the beginning, okay. And and I mean let's face it, these games don't mean that much. They do. They're just as important now as they are in late September. Yeah, in October. So you and they me, are, but not to the, but not to the, not to the casual football fan. Two points is two points. I want the W. I don't care what month it is. Yeah, but they don't think that way. And if you will. I mean, yeah, those those points are important, but you know what? Look at Calgary last year, okay? They won all those games, and then they lost their last three out of four. Why? Because those games didn't mean anything. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. It ended up meaning something because it went down to the wire where the Riders actually almost took first place. Yes, but what I'm trying to say, the last game of the year, when it meant something to Calgary, they won. That's all I'm saying. Mark, CFL numbers, are they down in Winnipeg? (laughs) They're at zero right now, aren't they? Yeah, we're at Zero. zero right now. Oh, my God, your attendance numbers are at zero. We're going into week three already. I was going to say, this do they study, take that into account either? I was just going to ask that. Did they take into account that not all the teams have had a home game yet? No. That, no, it didn't. I really think this third bye week skews the numbers. What's you've got teams. You've got teams that started the season on the bye. You've got teams that, you know, there was three teams off last week. Yeah, the numbers are going to be down because nobody's playing. It's a nine-team league, and you got three teams not playing. Of course the numbers are going to go down a bit. And let's face it, TV numbers have gone down the last couple of years, if not three. But that's not just CFL football. That's NFL football. That's NHL hockey. That's Major League Baseball. Everybody's doing it on the computer now. Live streaming, getting whatever. A lot of people want to stay home and watch it on TV because you can see more. 
and it's cheaper to stay home. <laughs> and like cheaper. Will said, well, like Will said about the yep. economy, it's cheaper to stay home and watch it on TV. Is it concerning? No, not really to me. It's way too early to worry about it. I would look at this like we do with how we look at the season anyway. You look at it in thirds, six games, 12 games, 18 games. Check it at six games, but make sure everybody's played six games. Because with that extra bye week, it throws the numbers off. And TSN is paying how much? $40 million? $40 million. Um, They haven't announced numbers, but we also just signed a TV contract in Mexico. Yep. So, you know, it could only be $1,000 coming in. We don't know. But, okay, there's more money coming in right there, too. It's not the gate-driven league it was. Crowds are still important. But I think it was was it you, CJ, or Charles that said it's not 1992. No, Charles. That was true. It's not 1992. This is a completely different time. I'm sure that they could have 5,000 people in each stadium and still make money because of TV and advertising. And the only thing that Ambrosi's done right so far, the CFL 2.0. Even if it's only for $100,000, that's still going to have CFL football games on TV in Mexico. There's more money coming in right there. Look at those CFL UK guys. They've all played (laughs) teams. That's a great little site. Not a lot of members on it, but they're Mm -hmm. loving it. So, yeah, the seats are down. Let's see what the TV numbers are. But don't just do Canada and TSN. Do the New Mexico. Do see if people are watching it in the UK. And let's see where the TV numbers are. I'll bet you there's a raise. So you just said New Mexico. Are you talking about the state or are you talking about the new (laughs) Mexico? The new um, contract, TV contract in Mexico. Okay. Probably what I meant, yeah. Probably what you meant. Yeah, okay. I just ha- I just had to check because it did, you did say that all together and it was like New Mexico, and I went, oh, is there just like one state down there that's really being CFL fans or what? <coughs> yep. And that's it. Yeah, you know the numbers are down. Sure. Let's use a study that's not skewed by not all the teams have played in a home game yet. Yeah. I think actually the numbers for tomorrow, Darren Cameron, our media guy, posted out a thing. About 25,000-ish is what he's saying, and that's the same as last year. Yeah. It's early. Uh, I heard someone say 28,000 was sold earlier, but I don't know who that came from, but... Yeah, that was on the armchairs. Somebody had said there was 28, if not close to 30. But I went on the Ticketmaster site today, and there's tickets. There's a lot of tickets for sale. And then Darren Cameron, who's the media guy for the Bombers, said 25-ish. So. Okay, so I would go. I would go with that then. Yeah. 
and we don't get a huge lock up there. So. Yep. Okay. Moving on. And of course, with the XFL coming soon, reports around about CFL players making the jump to the XFL with the recent collapse of the AAF. Will players think twice about jumping down south? Well, it didn't stop some of the coaches, did it? Nope. It's all about money. If they're going to pay them more money to go down there, they know that if if that league collapses, the CFL teams will gladly take them back. And that's what you get for being wimps. If the CFL had said, hey, anybody from the AFL is banned for two years, you cannot come back to the CFL if you leave, you might have had some balls. But as soon as that league collapsed, everybody's off. It's a signing frenzy. It's like the shark attack. No, I don't know. There's there's no reason for the players not to go to the XFL if they're going to be paid more. They're going to go. Yeah, but if the... And they, what and, good and they get to play in the collapses? U.S. It, it, if it collapses, it collapses. They get to play in America. They only have to pay one tax. They get paid in U.S. dollars. The benefits of them playing in America, in the XFL, are monstrous in comparison to the CFL. Monstrous, okay? Anybody and everybody who can will. And if that is a brain drain on the CFL, so be it. We'll find new players that want to play here, and we'll carry on, just like we always do. Just like we did last year, the year before, the time that the XFL was up, the World Football League, uh, NFL Europe, NFL period, uh, AAF, every other league that's come and gone. We've survived. We will survive this. We will prosper. We will carry on. Because it's what we do. We're Canadians. Mm-hmm. We don't take shit. We just carry on. Yep. Okay. I, I don't have a problem with this. I, nothing at all. Okay. Mark, jump in. What do you think? Is this going to hurt the CFL? Um, we'll lose maybe 10 players, kind of like we, we did with this last one, the Alliance League, whatever the hell it's called, or was called. Um, you'll lose they some took Johnny players. Football. They can have Johnny Football. We'll lose some players. Of course we will. They're American. Like you said, all the reasons. They're American taxes. They get to play at home. Of course, they're going to give it a try. But when the NFL doesn't side with them on whatever side deal they're going to try to cut, like the Alliance League did, it'll go away. And those guys will come back. You know, it didn't work out really well for Trestman coming back to the CFL. It didn't take too long. But, of course, they're going to come back, and all the teams are going to go, yes, please, thank you very much. It's not going to hurt the league, though, I don't think. I didn't think the Alliance 
on a couple of other pages I'm on, the guys were bashing me because I didn't think the alliance was going to hurt us that much. And a lot of guys told me it was going to destroy the CFL. And I'm sure once the XFL comes in, we'll hear the same thing. That the XFL, because it's got all this money, is going to destroy the CFL, blah, blah, blah. Will they take some players? Of course. Will the players even stick down there? Because there was a lot of those guys that went down to the Alliance, and they're not, before the league even folded, they were back in the CFL. They discover real quick they're not as good as they thought they were. I'm not that worried about it. Never was before. I'm not going to start being now. Go ahead. William, you have anything to add? Not really. You guys have basically said it all. You know what? The CFL will survive, I'm sure, forever. And uh, the XFL will lose players, but we've lost players before. We lose players every year. It doesn't make a difference. Okay? So I'm not worried about it at all. Charles. Well, like you said it all, I mean, like, I mean, this is, uh, I think, league number seven or eight that that's going to kill the ex, that's going to kill the CFL. It's not going to happen, folks. <laughs> did Did you also point out to Charles that segment number seven and segment number eight are, like, there's two segment eights and segment eight is the same as segment seven? Yeah, I just I screwed up. I it's okay. Was switching I'm stuff just, around and I didn't delete it properly. Yeah, I'm just uh, it's okay. I'm just curious. I'm just looking at shit and trying to figure this out and trying to go where I'm gonna go from now. Okay. Uh, so the red, white, and rouge presented by what is this? No, I don't think so. Okay, Edmonton Eskimos have been fine. What do you guys think of this pork rating? <laughs> was it funny or was it just stupid? I thought it was stupid. The witch rating? It, it, it's CFL pork ratings, and it has bacon, the Eskimos, the ultimate pork, tenderloin, the bombers, fancy man's pork, pork ribs, the red blacks, Succulent and tasty, but only when cooked slow, low and slow. And what's this other word here, Charles? Chorizo. Chorizo? Chorizo. Is that something? What is that? Yes. Yeah, it's like a spicy sausage. Sausage. Okay. That's a Thai cat. Delicious. Seems like it should be better than it is. Pork belly, the riders. Fatty and delicious. 50% yummy, 50% killing you. Now, is... Hang on a second. Is pork bellies not bacon? No. I'm not a butcher by any means, but isn't that where bacon comes from? It may be, but this isn't cured or cooked or anything like bacon. Okay. Okay. And then pork chops. That's the stamps. Yummy, but basic basic every man's pork. Ham. That's the owls. Now, this is kind of stupid, but that's okay. 
The pork you can find anywhere can be well-made, overcooked, and leathery at the same time. Pork butt. That's the lion's, literally the ass of pork. And spam is the argos. Bits and pieces slapped together, probably something in it you'll never consider putting in your mouth. Did someone have too much time on their hands or what? Yeah, I have to believe that this was a rider fan that did this because I understand what they're doing with everything else, but there's no way that you would put the riders up in like fifth and give them pork bellies with a fatty and delicious when they're 0 and 2. Mind you, riders, Stan, Al's, Lions, and Argos have all lost all of their games. What's I that? didn't say something right now, but you'd get in so much trouble, Christopher. Type it. Type it to us. We want to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> put, it, put it in our personal, uh, on our private uh, podcast chat there. Okay. I'm just going through it trying to get something to put on. we got 12 minutes left in the show. Uh, is Dick... Dave Dickinson really pissed off at the way that the stamps are not properly practicing. Do you think that it's that important? Now, Damn it, if, he did that last year. He did that last year, yeah. No, 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 no. You didn't read the article. I didn't. No, I'm just reading I headlines. Just read an ar- I, just re- I just read an article about he doesn't like the way they practice because guys are getting hurt. Ah. And he says they did not practice like that. But he also says that he's seen what his guys can do, and they're not consistent. The Stampeders are all about following their system and being consistent and knowing the system all the time. Not a little bit, not a lot, all the time. And that's his biggest issue. Okay. That's different than the than the headlines. Yeah, I was reading now, a different article. Okay. There's another uh, article so, in there about how he's not. Okay. Did you see the uh are you guys members of the Let's Talk Argos? Yep. Yep. So one of the things in there is that the uh, I'm, I'll click over to the to the group and see if I can actually read the article because it, the guy was really pissed and it had to do with uh, practicing or lack thereof. I just found out the Argos didn't hold practice. This was June 24th, so that that was two days ago. Two days ago would have been Monday. So they didn't mm-hmm. practice on Sunday. They didn't practice on Monday. And they didn't practice on Tuesday. They just got their ass kicked and no practice until Wednesday. That's fucking pathetic. Sorry for swearing, but needed to be said. That's kind of what it says. They've got Corey Chamblin and is somebody said Chapdelaine is there. Chapdelaine isn't there, is he? Yeah, he's the offensive coordinator. He's the offensive coordinator in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Oh, my yep, good yep. Lord. Could it not be a bigger recipe for disaster? Things making sense now. 
going down with the ship. Nice hashtag. <sighs> yeah, so they didn't practice Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And then they have a game. When's their game? The game their is game on in, um, Friday. Oh, it's on, it's on Monday. No, sorry, Monday, yeah. Their game is Monday. Sorry, what day did they not practice? Saturday or Sunday, Monday, Tuesday? Yeah. So they got big deal. They got beat. They they got beat Saturday night. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't think that they would practice Sunday. That's that's a given. Don't go back to practice for two days. Usually it's two days later. So I think they just gave them an extra day off because they had the long week because they don't play till Canada Day. That's all that is. Yeah. I so don't what, know why this is such a big deal. What's the big deal? Personally, I think that they, they would need some time to get their head together because they sure didn't have their head in the game. They weren't thinking about football when they were playing that game, that's for sure. Nope. Oh, Will sent us a message. Let's see what he said. Well, yeah, it's a thing he couldn't say. And it's probably good he didn't say it. Yeah, and he's right not to say that because we, you think we're getting hate mail before, we would have gotten a lot more hate mail. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I, got, God. I, I have some things and I can add to that, guys. but I better not. Okay, gentlemen, what do you got to say? We got four minutes left in the show. What what article? What 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 conversation has happened in the last week? I mean, bad officiating, uh, command center not doing their job. All of the above. Could the command center? On the Dominic Davis at a bounce hit, could the command center not have called the penalty on that? Yes. There was a penalty called on it. They could have upgraded the penalty to to 25 yards and an ejection. Okay. And why didn't they? Because it wasn't Zach Caleros. (laughs) Because it wasn't Zach Caleros. It wasn't a rider quarterback. Now, here's the question. What happens if it was Cody Fajardo? Is it because it was Zach Caleros, or was it because it was any Ryder quarterback? Mm-hmm. Which one is it? <laughs> I don't know. We, we could shit all over the Riders. And, you know, we didn't talk about them much in the offseason. Why? Because the Riders didn't do anything stupid. And they're making up for it now. Mm-hmm. We get to talk about them more. Now everybody says, oh, you're all just focused on the riders. No, we're only focused on the riders when they're doing stupid shit. And right now, that's where they are. I cannot believe this Henry did not get suspended. I honestly, I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. You know what? The thing I can't believe, I can't believe that um, the uh, Red Blacks team didn't Attack the sideline Oh hell yeah Because they were already up They were already up I was amazed by that Mm -hmm. 
I, I, I would have lost my shit on him. Without question. Yep. Yep. But Completely. I don't know. Maybe they and didn't he, see it. Really. You, know, you know, and what does that say you know. to, Dom, to, to Dom Davis? Oh, my team doesn't support me. Mm-hmm. Right. Is that not what it says? I don't know. Did it? I don't know if it does. You may you're gonna hurt him even more by taking a cut one, two, or however many dumb penalties, and all of a sudden that's not first down for you. So. I don't know. I don't know. Yep. So I was just going to bring up there, uh, so uh, because this weekend is Canada Day and there's a Monday game, I'm kind of wondering, I'm guessing that uh, we won't be doing the show Sunday. We'll be doing it Monday or Either Monday that, or that's, Tuesday, I that, guess. Because that's of the, correct, uh, Charles. That's what we normally holidays. do. And yeah. uh, if we look at the schedule, the, the Monday games are usually back east, so they're over yeah. early. Okay? So well, it's a 4 o'clock. This one's in Saskatchewan, so, but I still think it'll be yeah. over early enough. It, it's a 4 o'clock start our time, so seven. It game should be over by 7, and we're going to talk football at 8. Are you guys good with that on Monday night? Oh, yeah. Yep. I'm good with that. Okay. So that's kind of the way we're going to do it, people, just so that you know. And uh, yep. can plan accordingly if you want to listen to the the podcast live. Uh, we don't have anybody uh, chiming in and sending us a whole pile of posts now that Phil's not here anymore, eh? <laughs> Almost sad by that. And the downside to the podcast being like this is that our buddies at the CFL UK, uh, it's the middle of the night for them, or is it early morning? I don't know. Eight hours difference, just coming up to 6 a.m. for them. So they're not going to be able to come on at 4 and four o'clock in the morning and, and listen to our podcast live. So they'll have to listen to it on repeat and then comment about it later. Okay. Let's see what George. It must be time. It's that time now. So we're gonna wrap this thing up now. Did you just pull the plug in your drain? Because it sure sounds like the water going down the drain. It's kind of cool. Uh, this has been Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number three hundred and sixty-nine. I'm your host, Christopher Jones. I uh, sorry I blew the intro early on in the show because uh, hey, I had shit happening in my life and uh, I got I made it to the show and everything is good. Somebody's doing their laundry. Uh, coming around at the board, say good night, Charles. Good night, folks. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the day. Enjoy the uh, games this weekend, and happy Canada Day. Four four separate days. Football on four different days, and not Sunday. Mark. Say good night. Good night, everybody. Happy Canada Day, and BC sucks. Oh, you're stating the obvious again? Yes, I am. What are we going to say about Winnipeg if Edmonton beats them? 29 years and counting? I'm sure you'll come up with something, Christopher. 28. Are you sure? 
Yep. This is nine, and it, it, the last time you won it, it was in nine zero. So nine, it's just 29 years. Uh, Will, say good night. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. Happy Canada Day, and go Owls. Go Owls. You picked them to win. Way to go. I did so. Okay, you guys take care. We'll talk to you on Monday night. Have a good one. Peace.